beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippy, and this podcast is dedicated to the non-believers, the confused believers, and the true believers, because I, at one time or another, was all three, and I'm here to help you get a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he's all about. Let's grow in our faith together. You learn as I learn. I like the Bible, and I like words, so therefore, I like birds. Let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the I Like Birds podcast. My name is Zach Rippey, and I'm just super grateful you tuned back in. Uh, We've been kind of lagging on the episodes a little bit. Sorry about that, y'all. I wanted to pump out another one last week. I got the Monday Affirmations one out, and I wanted to do another one, but I wasn't able to get an opportunity to record. Like I said in a previous episode, your boy's in a transition phase going from, I just went from um, an office to a church back to the RV, so I'm recording in here right now, and then we got the house uh, coming around the corner uh, real soon, so uh, getting super excited about that. Uh, Things are moving. We got the pad down. We got the uh, the foundation or con- or concrete down yesterday, and then the house is being moved out there today. And then they got to do inspections and all that stuff. And um, man, we just gotta we gotta get the utility set up, a whole bunch of things, right? So there's still a long process to go. Uh, it feels like hopefully things just move quick. We're trying to get in there before the baby comes, but you know, Lord willing, we'll see what happens. Uh, but it is coming this year, and that's something to be so excited about. And that I'm just pumped to even just start recording in there and just see what the pods are like in there because right now it just feels like the pods are all like me in survival mode you know what i mean just kind of like getting through it like in a war almost you know um and that's just because you know when you're outside of your comfort zone you don't you don't have that peace and that stability you're in a tight spot you know you got an eight-year-old a two-year-old and one on the way and man life can just throw you some curveballs man you know so i'm trying to stay in there trying to stay positive trying to Uh, Keep the faith strong. And I actually, man, I'm so excited about this episode specifically because I wasn't even sure I was going to do this episode. I thought I was just going to make it a blog post. Um, But, man, I just love it so much that, um, I mean, I love it just mostly because I just recently wrote it. You know what I mean? You know, like when you're just like create something, you're just like, oh, this is good. You know, so maybe it's not that good. At the same time, I think it's good. I think it's a great story, great testimony. Um, and I just, I, I know that there's people out there that support me that don't want to read the blog. I mean, I get that, but you rather, you could listen to it and, uh, get, get as much value out of it as you could reading it, if not more, because I overshare on the podcast as well. So, uh, this episode is very special to me. Uh, this post and this story is very special to me because it just, oh man, it kind of reminded me. Did you hear that? You heard the bird? Hey, baby, let me open up the door a little bit too. So y'all can hear the birds a little bit better. My dad told me he heard, uh, my episode in Africa where I was stuck there and I was recording under a tree. He said he could hear birds in the background. He thought it was just, it was super cool. And, uh, I think it's super cool too. So I don't know if you can hear it, but I can hear it through the headphones. So I'm assuming y'all can hear him too. Hey, I don't know if you heard him, but they were there. But, uh, yeah, man, so this this episode is truly special to me. So do me a favor, man, share it if you can, or at least share the blog post. That's the, that's the easiest thing because people can just click it and go read it without having to spend 30 minutes listening to the pod. You know what I mean? So do me a solid. Share the blog post if you can. It's on ilikebirdsministry.com. That's, again, ilikebirdsministry.com. I'm actually going to put the link in the description or the episode notes of this video. So please do me a favor and just click it, go to your Facebook, post it, boom. Uh, good to go, right? I'm trying to get my uh, work out there as a writer uh, this year because I am so close to finishing 
uh, my book about Africa. And it's not just about Africa. You know, what's crazy. It's like, it's me before, during and after Africa. And uh, kind of same thing. It kind of correlates with the other book idea I have of me before Jesus, during Jesus and after Jesus on another book that's more personal um, in my own, you know, faith journey and walk and just everything. But this is more centered around Africa with that kind of lens of uh, what happened there, the revelation that occurred while there, and uh, just the change I feel like it did to my heart. Uh, and the change it didn't do to my heart that I wish it did. You know, like, seriously, man, coming back and still struggling with certain things when, you, when you've seen how much they struggle over there. And you're like, why am I worried about this still? Why do I care about this so much? Why am I letting this ruin my day? You know, like certain things like that. So there's, man, the book is just so honest, you know, and that's the thing, man. I just, I love being honest and um, being able to share just like everything that's on my heart with you guys. And, and it's not even just, you know, it's crazy because I was, <laughs> here I go on my little opening interludes, monologues of everything that's been on my heart lately. But it's crazy because I want success. I think everybody does. Uh, I want the podcast to blow up and I want, you know, to be able to make money on the podcast and put food on the table for my family by writing books. And like, yeah, that's my dream. But it's not about the masses, you know, um, it's about the one. It's the micro that impacts the macro. You know, and uh, luckily I'm studying something about this in school or it, I'm not even studying it really it just kind of I stumbled on it in this book I'm reading and it just kind of blew me away of how God uses people in the micro. You know, he's tra he transforms people's heart, individuals one on one. And then, boom, that impacts the kingdom that impacts like the macro view of looking at everything. And um, I truly believe that that's kind of what God has called me to do. And this episode is a true testament of that. So let's get right into it. I don't want to get too wordy on you guys, but I do just really appreciate your support and want to get my writing out there this year a lot, especially when I launched the book. Please buy the book. It'll just be super helpful and it just encourage me to keep going. Even if you don't want to read it, just buy the book, give it to somebody, put it on your shelf, collect it, whatever you want to do with it. Uh, I'll probably sell some signed copies of it too, uh, just for the love of it, for the love of the game. So if you want one of those, uh, just be on the lookout for that. I'll probably have it on my website. Um, I'm going, I have a chapter left and then I have to edit it, which is probably going to be the worst part. Um, and I don't know. I thought about getting another editor, uh, to kind of look it over and, uh, give me like notes or, you know, fix something that's off or condense something. But I don't know, man. Part of me just wants to be like, man, this is me. You know, I wrote it and I edited it. I don't need somebody else to edit it. I don't think maybe I do, but at the same time, it's like that might delay the process of getting the book actually published. You know, I'm going to probably just go through Amazon, create space, get it on there, get the margins right, get the book cover off Fiverr, bada bing, bada boom, we're in there, you know? So I don't want it to be, you know, I don't, I don't want to have to invest so much money in it uh, by get, buying, like paying for an editor and stuff like that when I could just edit it myself and hope for the best, you know what I mean? Uh, and if somebody picks it up and wants to publish it further, hey, then we'll get an editor, you know what I mean? All right, let's get right to it, guys. Thank you for being supportive of my um, opening monologues. But this is called Help Me Spend More Time with the Lord. Again, it is the blog post, and I'm really excited to share it with you guys. So keep in mind, it's kind of written in blog form since, but I think we'll make it work on the pod. All right, here we go. I used to spend my mornings and my night with you. I used to drive away from the house looking forward to keeping you in my life as the day progressed. I used to find any excuse to get in your word. I used to schedule my days around your word. Now I can't get through a book without losing interest or feeling like I have something else to read. I am doubting my future, fearful of the economic downturns, and I'm questioning what you're doing with me in this season. 
You are doing so much behind the scenes, but all that's in front of me is my tainted fleshly perspective. My faith is wavering, my fear is elevating, and I am prioritizing so much that is further away from you. I try to control only the things that you can control. I have so much to do, but I feel like I have nothing to do at all. I'm not the person that I preach about. I fall short every time of the guy I tell you all to follow. And I want to be a spiritual leader, but I'm still working on myself as a follower of the one that we call Christ. This summer, this summer, right around the corner, I will be graduating from my two-year ministry program where I'll hopefully receive a license to minister in Texas and I'm actually praying about being ordained. Because I don't want to undermine the spiritual significance of this honor. And I thought after two years of school, I'd be, I'd be ready and I'd feel ready to be a pastor. And I'll roll into a pastoral job with ease, whether it be at a church or another ministry of that sort. And to tell you the truth, I'm not confident I'm ready. I'm even less confident that I will land a position quickly. Since coming to Christ, these last 20 months has been a roller coaster from the outside world being exposed from the inside out to my personal life being flipped upside down i lost my best friend in the world someone i've lived with for the best couple years of my life someone who was alongside me as i grew from a boy to man my brother armani was exactly that a brother the brother i never had always wanted and truly needed he was shorter and smaller than me, but he was always my big brother. And this death that I, that I experienced, that we all kind of experienced, if you knew him, it, it pulled me personally closer to Christ. And then life hit me with a series of punches, and I'm realizing these punches are pushing me away from Christ. And I still love him deep in my heart. I miss him every day. Jesus and Armani. And I'm asking God, pleading to him to help me spend more time with him. And I love the church and I love the other people that love God being there. But my real time with him is when I'm alone and the word is open and my hands are holding a pen. And like I said, man, I couldn't record last week. I'm in the RV today, got a little window of time open. And I need this house, man. My wife needs this house. My kids need this house. Our mental, emotional, physical, spiritual well-being needs this house. And we have been so patient, so impatient. We have done things that we have never done before. I have called over dozens of people, shook hands with a whole different group of people, and have done my best to be a light to those that are in front of me while also needing something from them. And just yesterday... And this is the part where I just love this story because just yesterday when I was writing this, a contractor I really connected with was standing on the dirt pad where my home is going to be. And his name is Jesse and Jesse is a firecracker of a man. Every word he says you have no choice but to listen to. And pardon my French, but he's brilliant and he's ballsy. <laughs> he says what comes to his mind in an unapologetic about it way. And he's also next level respectful when he does it. 
right? He's next level respectful to others. He was so good to my wife, so good to my kids. And he, he has a good heart, man. He just wants his family in the right situation, man. He just wants everything to be blessed, you know? And I was drawn to this gentleman the first day I met him and, and him and his dad, man, they have been the ones helping me get this house on the land, right? They've been my contractors for a lot of stuff. They help me clear the trees. They're doing the pad. They're doing the foundation. They're doing the driveway. They're on the land a lot, right? They are the muscle to the operation of lifting up a, a 2,000 square foot double wide and moving it to the land, right? And Jesse cut up with us for a few. And then casually, he told me he needs prayer before telling me a story about something that's on his heart. He had some, some humorous moments in the story and I picked up on the comedic brush offs that he was doing to mask his hurt and his worry. Because to tell you the truth, I'm guilty of doing the same. I'd rather laugh it off than just deal with it. I mean, I think that's human nature. And honestly, that's why I did stand-up comedy for three years, because deep down I was hurting and telling jokes was my way out of the pit. But finding Jesus, man, it allowed me to break away from that life. And now I'm standing on the spot of my house where it's going to be, and God gave me the opportunity to pray for this man. Like in that exact spot. And he finishes telling me the story. Right. And I give him some encouragement after he tells me this to the uh, tells me the story. And I ask him some further questions to kind of gauge the prayer request. And to be honest, I don't I didn't think I was actually going to pray for him. Right. Until later. You know, I he casually said it. And it was so far in the past of our convo. I could have easily blown it off and hit him with like, oh, yeah, man, I'll be praying for you, bro. You know, and just kept it moving. But the Holy Spirit had different plans. And Christ has clearly been moving in my life despite my lack of pastoral job and my overall lack of faith as of late. And this is one of the few times I've, I've ever had this opportunity happen to pray for somebody. The first time was with a man I met on the RV journey who would soon after get baptized and bring his family closer to Christ. Uh, there's an episode called Fishing with Freddie if you want to go check it out. It's also going to be uh, a big part of the second book that I write. Um, Man, it's so good, that story. But uh, I, I share it on YouTube if you want to go look it up too on Lisa's podcast, uh, Lisa Schwartz podcast. But anyway, anyway, so this that was the first time, and this is the second time. Of course, I've run into times where I can pray for, you know, um, honestly, no, to be to be real. I'm not one to pray out loud. This is just the truth. I don't really be praying for people like that. I'll, I'll share more of that later. But this time, it was from a man that I would have never guessed he needed a thing from me. You know, I needed something from him, like as far as, you know, doing the work on the house. And of course, you know, um, he, he we're paying him and stuff like that. But at the same time, it was just crazy how it happened. The story wrapped up that he finished telling the story, right? The questions faded out and I asked him if I could pray for him. And he said something that I'll never forget. He says, no, but you can pray with me. And, and I didn't know what to pray. I didn't know what to say. But words still came out. I was standing on the dirt of the house that God is going to bless me and my family with while praying for the supernatural to intervene on this man's life and his family's life. And I may have been the first person. I was thinking about this. I may have been the first person to pray for this man's grandchild. Despite my lack of income, no pastoral job and doubt about my future God is still showing me how to work for the kingdom he's still giving me the opportunity to work for the kingdom 
And seriously, guys, praying is my least favorite part of my, my pastor pursuit. I write my prayers. I do the pod and I say them in my bed before, before uh, I say them in my head before I go to bed. Yet, as of late, I've been praying out loud more than I ever could have imagined. One day, a player on the varsity basketball team that I do character coaching with, he asked me to pray for them before the biggest game of the year, guys. And I've been praying for them ever since. Every game now, I'm in the huddle, arms wrapped around, right? And even though we lost by by one that, that in that huge game, we lost by one going in, when we were up by 12 going into the fourth quarter. It was a heartbreaking loss that felt like it was the same way that life was going at that time. But still, my I was struggling so bad with just life, life just giving me L's. It was when I first got back from Africa, and then boom, I'm at this game, and then the, the kid asked me, kid I don't even have a really great rapport with, asked me to pray for them before the game. Next thing, you, it's like he, he, he wanted God to intervene and give them the W. He wanted the game so bad to go in in their favor and it was a great game it was incredible we were winning the whole game and then just boom 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 they came back and they won the game we missed free throws it was a it was an l bro and it was like the final l it felt like of that season for me well it's like all right this was this was it we're moving on to the positive direction and we have ever since there things have been going a lot a lot a lot better um especially upstairs it's like i'll have a day of like struggling and two days of like all right let's get it and then you know it's just like that's what it is man like i said it's been a roller coaster since coming to jesus there's highs and lows it's a spiritual battle and you know what's crazy though it's like he used me in that situation despite me feeling like i'm taking l's you know and it's like i'm still doing kingdom work even when i'm taking these l's which is crazy right and i have no doubt though that god is going to answer the prayers that i made on the dirt pad for jesse and his family I have no doubt God is going to use me in the season for his glory. Because even in the L's, God is still shining brighter than my defeats. And I'm praying with my oldest son before bed more than ever. Because he's in Texas and he's interested about God, fascinated. We're reading the Bible, his Bible. He's got one that Olivier sent him that he really likes now. And we're just getting into it, man. I'm talking to him about God. He's asking me questions and I just love it, man. It's it's an honor as a father. You know, it's like even if you feel like your career isn't going the way you want it to, it's like, man, there's such a big uh, kingdom role that we have with our families. And then also the people that are in front of us, man. I'm praying for my team now before the games and I'm praying for the people that God puts in front of me. And uh, also, I have a huge testimony about the guy that actually sold us the home uh, with Oak Creek Homes, man. He was just an incredible guy. His name's Kevin. Uh, Man, I just want to do like (laughs) I'll just tell you about him right now, man. He's just he's phenomenal, man. He's helped me out. He helped me and Catherine out like with every step of the way, man. He's he's set it up. He's called people for us. He's he's really just he worked super hard after he already sold us the house, which is incredible. And I can't recommend him and Oak Creek Homes enough if you're looking to do the manufactured life um, uh, modular homes, whatever you want to call them. Double wide, single wides, <laughs> mobile homes. You live in a trailer? Yeah, if you want to go get you a trailer, go on down to see Kevin at Oak Creek Homes. He'll take real good care of you. You hear me? Uh, he even find you alone when everybody else tells you they can't get you alone. He'll find you alone. <laughs> and daddy did, man. And we got a mortgage now, man, and, and I'm super pumped about it, man. It's uh, It was a blessing because we were getting turned down left and right. And it's like, I don't like debt, but also I don't like paying, you know, throwing all of our, every penny that we got towards the house or not being able to afford the house that we want because we ain't got that kind of bread, you know. So 
it was a blessing, man. And that's why I kind of need a little income coming in soon, you know. So I, I'm going to need something in the future, you know, because we got the mortgage now. So we got to pay it. But anyway, so Kevin from Oak Creek Homes, man. Awesome, awesome dude, man. We really connected. He's been listening to the pod. He's been supporting the pod. And I've just been praying for the things that he's asked me to pray about specifically. And um, it was cool. It was the first time I've ever felt like really motivated to like get out because uh, we were talking on the phone, just kind of going back and forth with each other about life and stuff. And it was the first time I've ever felt compelled enough to like get out a piece of paper and write somebody's name on a prayer list and then keep that in my Bible and then just go hard for them whenever I open up the word, you know. So um, it's just incredible, man, that God just put people in front of my life um, during this season, even when it feels like. I'm not doing enough or, um, and that's the thing, man, I, I really got to detach myself from the value of, of what's, what the world looks at you as, and it says that's your value, you know, your job title or your income or your salary or your 401k or your, your health benefits, you know, it's like, man, anyway, so God has been doing this the entire time on my housing process, man. He set it up for me to be faithful in that moment with Jesse. Because seriously, man, he set it up beautifully because my wife got called over by my kids that were playing on the dirt uh, dirt pile. And it was just man to man standing there when she walked when she walked away. And she actually snapped the photo uh, that I was able to use on the blog post um, online and stuff. So I'll be sharing that with you guys as well on social media. But I, so I've been praying for this house every day, man, every single day. Guys, I have been praying for this house. You know, I'm not out loud, you know, like on my hands and knees, but I've I've been low <laughs> praying for this house. I've been I've been every day talking to Jesus about this house. You know, I've been talking to other people to pray about this house situation because it's seriously a testimony. We were not supposed to get into the house as I mean, it hasn't been fast in our world. We've been impatient, but in reality, it's all moved quick. God's God's brought us from one piece of land to another piece of land and in the process of doing everything for the other piece of land and then boom just pulled the rug out under that we were able to get a, a, a refund on something that we paid for that was huge um and then man it, he just worked it out beautifully uh for the long term you know we're always so short-term thinking man i was just like man let's just go here let's just do this do this and then god had bigger plans man he took the family and he, he shook us up and he put us in a different location that is just going to be beautiful and is everything that we ever dreamed of it truly is it truly is everything we ever dreamed of and we're getting that when we're about to turn 30 years old guys and that is a huge blessing my kids are going to grow up in, a, in, a, in an incredible situation I get to be a dad and just focus on that. I get to be a husband and just focus on that while also, you know, just telling people about the King of Kings, man. And and I really hope and pray that I'm able to just do that for a living, you know, be able to put food on the table and be able to pay my mortgage with that. So I really hope it's the books. And if it's not, you know, that hopefully it's a pastoral job somewhere. And if it's not that, hopefully it's a guest speaker at churches around around the country and, you know, plugging in Subi and talking about the, the ministries and, and just, you know, giving words of uh, of God, man, just testimonies, revelations, everything that I do on the pod, just bringing that to a church, man. I really feel like that's needed because it's just honest, it's truthful. And it's, you know, of course, trying not to make it as personal. You know, I will say I, I like bruises a little bit personal. Um, and maybe because uh, when I was preaching in Africa, you boy was on fire. I was giving words out here. I was writing sermons, you know, so. Um, you know, giving that to people, you know, I really think that's uh, a way to just really change hearts, man. We had six people accept Christ in the two different uh, messages I gave. And that that just showed me like it's possible. It's possible, man. God, God will use you even when you feel like you don't deserve it. 
so yeah man uh where was i let me look over here so so yeah my wife got called over just man to man standing there and i've been praying for this house every day and god used the exact spot guys the exact spot of the house to lift up this grandbaby to him in prayer guys the kingdom of god is here there's no such thing as coincidences guys there's no way we're standing on the spot of the cribbo like what the kingdom of god is here and i ask you are you working for it do you catch yourself in these situations where like if you had to sit down and write you could write something like this are you asking God to bring that into your life? Because I'm telling you, it, it, there, this story, man, it, I'm, it got me out of a pit, honestly. It got me out of like just the somber and just anxiety and just impatience. And it got me into this place of thinking like, oh, God is still using me, though. You know, because like, man, I'm just worried about like, I, I don't like money. I don't like money stress. And I don't like to feel that way. Like everything's going to like just blow up stock market debt market uh <laughs> inflation you know it's scary stuff man it really is and we can't pretend it's not you know like i'm a big big advocate for gold and silver but they even manipulate that jp morgan's got busted manipulating the price of silver and gold so many times they get a slap on a wrist and a little fine and they go back to manipulating it in the paper markets so therefore it's like the hard assets are supposed to be uh like our, our currency is supposed to be derived from the hard assets but the hard assets are being derived from the currency that they print it's crazy guys it makes no sense we're living in a joke in a joke monetary system and that's what holds up the fabric of society you know that's what makes us be able to provide for our families and if that busts and explodes and oh man if we have another 08 or something worse than that oh boy that's uh that's scary stuff man we can't act like it's not you know so i am fearful of that sometimes especially because it feels like there's nowhere safe to put your put your moolah, you know, if you have some. And, in, and we're taking on, you know, a debt with, with the mortgage and I'm not used to having debt. I don't like it. It feels like a modern. It's like a form of, of slavery. It really is. It makes you indebted to something every month. I got to go make this much money to pay for this. You know, it's it's a little weird. I don't think it's very um, God designed. I mean, if you look in the Bible, he talks so much about not having debt and he talks so much about gold and silver and Oh, so maybe we'll get back to that. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll go digital currency. I don't know. We'll see what happens, though. But that's why you should be diversified <laughs> and talk to a financial advisor. I am not one. I am nervous. <laughs> I'm just trying everything. Oh, man. But like I said, man, the kingdom of God is here. And, and I may not have a job or health care or the 401k, but I have a God who is my provider. And I truly learned that in Africa, man. He is their provider out there for every meal, every clothing, every piece of uh, th thing that they can keep in their house that keeps them, um, you know, alive and well. You know, they take cold showers out there like he is their provider for everything out there. Right. And uh, he's also my focus and my strength, and I need him to be both of those things. So I'm asking God to help me, like, spend more time with him so I can kind of understand that and see that and stop being so trapped into, like, the the fear, honestly, of what they're pushing out. You know, everything's propaganda, guys. The the Russia-Ukraine thing, like, that's propaganda, okay? They're, how many years have they been doing stuff with Russia? You know, the, the media and the government, they've been blaming Russia on everything. Oh, it's a Russian hoax or it's a Russian collusion, Trump. And then that comes out that Hillary and Obama were spying on Trump's campaign and when he was a sitting president. But they don't talk about that on the news, do they? 
right? So they're all working against us, man. It's, it's, it's us versus the people. And it's like, we can't choose that side, guys. We can't. We can't act like the truckers are doing something wrong. They're not. They're doing something right for their... It's... And that's the thing. I always say world leaders on this show. And it's like, no, they're not leaders. They're the opposite of leaders. Leaders listens, listens to the voice of their people and make decisions based on the voice of their people. They are not listening to that. You know, they're, they'll, they'll lift up protests that involve, um, you know, fire and, and bricks being thrown and looting and stealing and wearing masks and, and uh, beating up and killing police officers. But they don't support, you know, the people. And, and they're they're their stuff and then what are we seeing now we're seeing dc new york city um wash um california lifting their their mandates because they know and and moderna stock is all tanking uh pfizer stock is all tanking because they know that they're being exposed and now they're moving from one thing to the next which is what do they do they push war on people when when they get exposed for stuff and it, it's probably just an arms deal in disguise it's probably uh something to have to do with printing more money <laughs> like it's all hooey guys it is and i'm sorry to say that but you're being duped we're all being duped but we have to be on the side of like truth man and we got to seek that truth and we got to understand like something that is so wrong could be the truth you know there is corruption there has been corruption for a long time the internet exposed a lot of it why do you think they try to censor it and fact check it because information gets out there and guess what guys you can't prove propaganda and they never prove it anonymous sources say that uh, russia will invade on wednesday it's like bro that's fear come on nobody tells you they're going to invade a country ahead of time and there's no way an anonymous source is telling the news that come on guys come on come on come on come on come on man but yeah <laughs> i may not have a job <laughs> And I let my silly mind trick me of my faith, right? So that's the thing, guys. I don't have a job, but I got faith. I'm telling you. I got faith that uh, Christ is coming through uh, big time uh, behind the scenes, though. You know, it's, 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 God is moving still. You know, the people are rising up. It's a great awakening happening. But they're also pushing the great reset, man. They really are. So just be on the lookout. All right? Get your get your house in order. Get your finances in order. Pay off those debts. Stock up. Never know what's going to come. They're telling you it's 7%, but it's more like 15. Then it's going to be more like 20. So, yeah, man, I let my fears intervene on God's goodness. And we can't let that happen, guys. But sometimes we have to expose what's going on so we can tell you the truth and the good news. All right. I think that's what Jesus did beautifully. He told you, hey, hell exists. He talked about hell more than any anybody anywhere else in the Bible. He showed you he is the reason we have the doctrine of hell. We understand what hell is because Jesus came to tell us about hell. But then he showed us heaven. He showed us the kingdom of God is here. God will win. We will. Me personally, I will step on the serpent's head at the end of times. I will crush. The, I will crush the beast. I'll throw him into the fiery lake. He, he, he going to suffer just like everybody else going to suffer that followed him. All right. And that's just the truth. You don't want to hear it. Tune into another show. Yeah, I had to tell Noah why God sends people to hell the other day. <laughs> that was an interesting convo. I was like, do you get it? I was like, do you understand? He's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Hard to explain something so complex and like so deep with an eight-year-old. But he, he holds his own. I'm proud of him. He's about to turn nine. So he get there. 
so yeah man and that's the thing i i understand what's going on so i i'm not gonna lie to you guys yes i let it affect my inner peace sometimes and impact my inner peace because i i feel like i don't have my house in order yet does that make sense i'm not i, I preach preparedness but i'm not able to prepare yet because i don't have my house yet <laughs> you know what i mean i can't like load up i can't stock up i can't make sure that we're you know everything's gucci right now it's like man i'm still in this waiting season to get there and i'm just kind of like Hopefully it keeps getting delayed before the economic collapse happens. You know what I mean? Or, so, you know, you guys get what I'm saying. Like, before everything falls apart, let's make sure we're in our house. <laughs> so I kind of, you know, I let the world's problems impact my inner peace a little bit. So I have to work on that, guys. Again, though, I tell you this because I am not holy. I am not holy. I don't understand why people perceive Christians as being like, oh, you, you are Christ. <laughs> no, I am not. I am the Christian that still sins and slips. I'm the Christian who still needs Christ more than ever, that longs for him, that needs him in my life, that without him I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a wretch. I am I am living in the midst of a spiritual warfare taking place and I am searching desperately every single day for the armor of God in my everyday battles. And sometimes I get lucky and I find the sword of the spirit and the shield of the faith and I come on here and I'm like, "Let's go, baby." But at the same time it's like, "Dang, bro, like yesterday you were struggling." You weren't thinking this way yesterday. You were thinking in that fear trap, you know, but at the same time, let's go. It's a process. Sanctification is a process. And I'm an ambassador for Christ. And if that's all that I am, then I am at peace. I rebuke the number that I perceive as value to what my worth is. I rebuke the number that I perceive as value to what my worth is. Societies and the world's way and man's way. Christ is enough. How much you got in your bank account? Christ is enough. How much you got in your portfolio? Christ is enough. How's your new job going? I ain't got one. Christ is enough. <laughs> so God, I, I, I pray this out to you. I ask you to get us in that house before baby Zeke comes. And if you don't, just let it still be a beautiful experience for the birth and the labor and everything else that we have to deal with, God. And once we're in that house, I ask you to help me spend more time with you, Lord. I see you're still working even, I see you're still working in me even when the book is open less and the pen isn't as active. I ask you to continue growing me in Christ. I pray for my marriage, my children, my family, and my future. I'm thankful for all that you have blessed me with and I praise you during the good times and the bad times. You're a God I wanna tell the world about. Help me do that in ways that are outside the box of my conventional thinking. Give me opportunity opportunities to minister to the one in front of me and the ones behind the screens, the pages and the podcast. I live the life for you, Lord, and please forgive me of all my daily sins. And thank you, God, for sending your son to die on the cross for me. And I praise you for resurrecting him. To God be the glory. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. All right, guys, I hope you truly love that episode. Uh, I really enjoyed making it for you guys. I, I, I was fired up. I, I loved it. I loved writing it. I love thinking about it. I love the revelation that came from it. I love just the next few days. I was just, you know, in good spirits. So I hope you guys had a good Valentine's Day, all that jazz. Um, hope your life is treating you well. Do me a solid. Please share either the podcast uh, audio or the blog post on ilikebirdsministry.com. Again, I'm going to put that in the episode notes. Also, you guys here, your boy don't got a job, financial struggles sometimes. If you want to get a shirt, that'd be helpful. You know, I got them on there. Season one, $20 shirts. I got season two shirts, $25 and a hat. That's $25. All right. I got polos on there for $20. I got I got T-shirts in my car ready to go to the post office. So if you want to get a shirt, get a shirt. If you want to make a donation, make a donation. Come through. I mean, if you want to, you know, no pressure. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? God sees you. God blesses the tither. <laughs> if you want to tithe, I like Bear's ministry. You can start doing so. Hey, but no, seriously, though, um, if you know anybody that wants to sponsor the show, that wants that, you know, that um, that powerful force of a of a I like Bear's ministry uh, behind them, they want their business out there, their own branding or whatever they got going on out there. Send them my way, man. Uh, I don't charge a lot at all. It's very reasonable. I even promote on social media and, and Facebook and all that stuff on the email list. You know, we go above and beyond for our future sponsors that we haven't had yet. So uh, just keep that in mind. If you know anybody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody about it. All right, guys. See ya.